Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Welcome back again to today's episode of the Business of Being Healthy show. Shelly Bryan here, your host, and I am incredibly excited for the conversation that we're about to have with Jillian Murphy. Now, Jillian is someone that I came across on social media, specifically Instagram, and I was like immediately attracted to her, not only energy, but just one of the things that she loves, which is sales. So I love that um, she is bringing sales to the light for so many entrepreneurs, making it fun, creating communities. She is a sales and business mentor. And what's actually really neat about Jillian, and this conversation is going to go a few different ways, is we've both kind of had some health things in our life. Um, Yet you're going to find out it didn't stop us. So with that, I'm excited for this conversation today. Jillian, welcome to the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Congratulations on your podcast, everything that you're doing. I'm so grateful to be here. Um, I'm so excited to pour into your audience today. And yeah, I think this conversation is going to go lots of different ways. And I'm so excited to just jam out and have really raw and honest conversations about sales, business, health, and who knows what else it's going to lead us to today. I know. I'm I'm kind of like, I'm I'm curious myself. I'm like, I don't know where this conversation will go, but it's going to be fun. Those are the best ones. Right? Yeah. We don't have time for BS. That's like my tagline. I don't know. I always say like when I get on a podcast and I can tell it's scripted, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be so boring. (sighs) I love podcasts where you can just riff and just be you and just like have real authentic conversations with people. So I'm excited for it today. Hell yeah. Okay. So let's dive in because I kind of want to set the stage because you have like such a vast background of experience, right? And just even what you've done, like in your professional career before going out into entrepreneurship, in your short time in entrepreneurship and what you've been able to accomplish and do Mm -hmm. um, all the while having some health challenges um, and navigating those. So uh, I know that others in my audience may be in our same shoes. And so with that, Jillian, maybe share before we just to kind of set the baseline, share a little bit of your professional background and then kind of what made the change into entrepreneurship and and where, where you are right now. Yeah, absolutely. So I spent 22 years in the corporate sales space. I was a ride or die in corporate. I always joke that if I could have tattooed my corporation's name across my forehead, I would have never, ever thought I would have left. Um, I would have been there, you know, until the day that I retired. Uh, Very successful in the sales space in corporate America. I did food service distribution. So I sold, you know, an array of different health, health, health products, food products. Um, And we supplied, you know, restaurants, party stores, all of that. And I worked my way up in 22 years of that. And then unfortunately, during the pandemic, they cut from the top down. I went into work on a Monday, uh, you know, running a sales team of 227 people, went into work on a Wednesday and they were like, hey, can we see you real quick in, in HR? And I was like, 
sure. Like who are we getting rid of today? It was, I was like kind of laughing. And then, you know, unfortunately it was me and lost, lost my job during the pandemic, had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I had a God-given universe talent, whatever it is that you believe in for sales. And it was so interesting because it was divine timing that everybody was going online. Everybody was coming online, whether they were social sellers, they were retailers, they were shutting down their brick and mortars. And it was like this influx of people coming online, but they did not know how to sell online. They didn't know messaging. They didn't know marketing. They didn't know how to create content. And I had this skill set. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just start this Facebook group. I did not know what I was doing, you guys. I literally was like, I'm just going to start this Facebook group. And anybody who's like starting a business, just come in my Facebook group and I'll just give you like free sales tips. And that was literally all I did. I just started giving free sales tips every single day and it grew and it grew and it grew to the point that then people started to ask me how they could work with me. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something. Um, I started my first group coaching program, had almost a $65,000 launch. I was like, okay, I'm onto something, uh, ran seven rounds of that program Then I've now, you know, shifted into one-on-one coaching. I've done retreats. I've done masterminds, all the things, but really setting the stage of like, I saw a gap in the market and I really saw my talent of what that was. And I stuck to my zone of genius. And, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of what I've done. I've now helped over 500 entrepreneurs grow and scale their business in 22 months. Um, you know, I've built an, an amazing business, um, nothing that I would have ever been able to do in the corporate life that I was in. And it has been such a blessing in disguise. And uh, I just, I love to say like, we're also like just getting started. We're only, you know, two and a half years in and what I've been able to do um, has been absolutely incredible. And I'm super excited to share it. No, and and if you guys aren't following Jillian on Instagram, I'll be sure to lo- like link it in the show notes. But like the content that she free freely gives away is phenomenal, especially when it comes to sales. Now, one thing um, with that that stuck out in what you just shared, Jillian, was how you just kind of like tried things. Like you kind of right. I feel like sometimes the best things come from adversity. Right. Yeah. And so you were let go. You, you thought it was someone else. And lo and behold, it was you. Yeah. Right. And and the corporate America thing, I think there's so many of us that have have gone through that. And I'm I'm so grateful for mine and all the lessons I learned and the, the education I got. But now that you're out and you were like, I'm gonna try this. This mm-hmm. is what I'm good at. Like yeah. I know that some people get a little bit nervous trying something new. Mm-hmm. And it seems like you've really kind of embraced that, like, let's just go. Yeah. What would you say to somebody that is like, oh, I've always wanted to do this, but I'm just like, I'm scared. I don't know. How, how would you help guide them? Yeah. So the biggest thing that I think has made me successful in going from what I was comfortable in to now something new is that I didn't have a plan B. I was like, you know, I have to go in and try this. And what I see so often with men, women, trying a side hustle, whatever it is, they're always just like one foot in. Hey, I'm going to I'm going to try this thing. I'm going to try this side hustle. I'm going to give it 6 months. I'm going to like I'm going to toe dip over here. If there is something that you are excited about and it lights you up and you have it inside of you, go all in on it. Go all in on it for 6 months. Go all in on it for a year. Put all your eggs in a basket and like really go all in. But if you come to me as a sales coach and you're like, hey, I just kind of want to try this thing for six months. What do you think is going to happen? You're not going to be successful because you're not going all in on it, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna try to build this house and see what happens. Well, 
how's that going to work for you? Right. So it's like, I wouldn't give, I would give it, you know, six months or a year and really go all in on it. And yeah, change is absolutely scary. That's why you put yourself, whether it's in rooms, whether it's with mentorship, whether it's in community, while it's finding the experts, right? It's like, I didn't just go on starting a Facebook group and say like, hey, I'm going to figure this out on my own. I hired people that were ahead of me. I got myself in rooms with people that could get me there quicker. Um, I joined communities that had people of support, right? So I didn't just sit in my office and say like, okay, now I lost my corporate job and I'm going to start this Facebook group. I have no idea how to market myself. I have no idea how to create offers. I have no idea what people do online. I literally went and found the people. Was it scary? Absolutely. I had no income coming in, but I knew that I had to get there and I knew I had to get there quick. So the biggest piece, two biggest pieces of advice I would say is go all in. And secondly, hire the cheat codes, as I like to call it. Hire the people that can get you there quicker. And yeah, that's scary in itself. But what's scarier is trying to figure it out on your own. Because you're literally just like grasping for straws when you're trying to figure it out on your own. And it's it's kind of a crappy feeling ultimately when you're like on your own. And I, and I feel like there's like an age group now that I'm into my forties, I'm like raising my hand more often. I'm like, help me, help me. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to struggle and try to do it myself. And I can look back now. It's funny, right? I can laugh at myself, look back in my thirties and be like, well, that was really cool. You were so stubborn and thought like you didn't need help. Yeah. Like the more that I, I love that message because the more that we can like say, it's okay to ask for help It is okay. It is good to go hire those people ahead of you. And like you said, you get the cheat codes, right? You turn yeah. decades into days. I think that's mm-hmm. Dean Grassarosi that says it that, is. right? Yep. So like you, you can really shorten that time frame, And it's so true in anything you do in health, anything in your business with me, with the horses, with like style, with anything you can anything. do this. Yeah, it's, it's anything. It's like, you know, I've invested in, just like you said, a, a personal trainer, um, a, a, a style coach, a relationship coach, a golf coach, anything, right? It's like, why would you want to try to figure it out on your own? You're wasting so much time. You're wasting so much energy. You're wasting so many things. Recently, we just we just um, started moving into more systems in our business, right? Landing pages, opt-ins, websites, all these things. Could I have Googled it? Sure. Could my team Google it? Sure. Could we YouTube it? Sure. Or we could hire somebody. Yeah, it's going to cost money, but we are saving so much time and energy and headaches and resources to just be like, figure it out. Then with that free time, we can go and create that revenue somewhere else. It's like, that would be my biggest ticket to anybody. And you don't have to just go big on investments. You can invest in, in low ticket things too. Find where you're at and invest at that level. Well, and if it's something, you know, what what I always love, this I knew this conversation was gonna be good. So what I love about this is like we don't have to be the expert in everything. No, you know what you're good at based upon 100%. all your experience, sales, right? So it's like you need to get your message to the masses. How you do that necessarily isn't your go-to, right? Yeah. You're gonna hire the people that are gonna get your message to the masses. Yep. And so that way you're not working on all this stuff. I just hired a team of four as well because I was like spending too much time like in all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not getting out what we can no. do to everybody. And so it's hard to do that. And sometimes it's a control thing, right? Yep. And and us like high achievers and people that want to go do stuff, like we want to control everything because we know we can do it supposedly the best yeah but the best and perfection isn't done right you gotta get it done 
Yeah. I say this in sales. You really need two things. You need to be credible in something. You need visibility in something in mm-hmm. order in, in order to create, it's almost like this triangle. It's like credibility and visibility equals profitability. So let's just use me for an example. If I'm really credible in sales, but I'm sitting in my home office and I'm on Canva or I'm trying to create a website or I'm onboarding clients all day, or I'm collecting payments or I'm mailing client gifts out, nobody's becoming visible of me. Nobody Mm -hmm. else can duplicate that for me. So Mm -hmm. instead, I'm going to take that hour, I'm going to go on a podcast, or I'm going to go do an Instagram live with somebody, or I'm going to take three hours and go on three podcasts. And now my brand awareness just 100x well, I have somebody in the back that I'm paying, you know, $15, $20 an hour to, to collect invoices from me. That is, that's how you create profitability in your business. So it's like, so often people are, are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want someone else to make my graphics. I don't want somebody else to be in my Canva. I don't want somebody else onboarding my clients. And it's like, you're missing how to create profitability in your business. How you create profitability in your business is taking your craft, whatever you're credible at, and putting it out to the masses because no one knows what you're good at if you're sitting behind your laptop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, okay, so the way that you're even speaking right now, right? You're two and a half years in? Yeah, two and a half years in. Okay, I want to go back to like that day one, right? Mm -hmm. The kind of that first beginning because I'm sure you, like most of us, we were all kind of in it, right? We were behind the camera. We were doing everything, right? Yeah. And what was it for you? Was it was it hiring that right coach, getting in that right room that made you, you know, that helped you, didn't make you, but helped you see the bigger picture? Like, because I, I think what we can help more people do is like shorten up that time frame, yeah. right? Of like getting to this two and a half year mark that maybe you could do it in six months, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. depending upon backgrounds, right? When you're working corporate, like you have your area and like you have the finance department, the legal department, like they're handling that, but you have this. And so it's a different mindset to kind of make that transition. So if you'd kind of take us back, like maybe how that happened for you. Yeah. So it's really interesting for me. There was two things that I did right off the rip. One was I hired a mentor that was where I wanted to be eventually. I mean, I'm not even where she's at now. And she has been my ride or die from day one. So I was with her up until just recently when I hired my second mentor, Chris Harder. But she's been with me from day one. So I've had the same mentor for 18 months. That was the biggest game changer because we were together for 18 months. We were not trying to work on my business in 30 days. We were not trying to build a business in six months. We were not trying to, you know, create a six-figure business in 90 days. Like she was my ride or die. And what is so important about long-term mentorship is that you are committed to it for the long game. And what I see so often is people are coach hopping. I call it like you're sleeping around with a thousand different coaches and you're coming in and you're buying a program here. You're buying a program here. You're doing three months with this coach. You're in this masterclass. You're doing this. And you don't have someone that is able to be in your business to see your blind spots, to build it with you, to see why that launch didn't work, to see why that launch did work to see um, how your business sells in the summer, to see how your business sells in the winter. So I am such a big believer in long-term mentorship. Even the people that have been with me for a year, year and a half, two years, two and a half years now, they've had the best results in their business because we are building a business together. So I think one of the biggest things to my success was I picked one mentor and I've stayed with her. The other thing that that did was I only really saw what she was selling. So I didn't have a thousand other things going on like, oh, do I need this? Do I need this? Do I need this? Do I do this? Because that also is costing you time, 
energy, money, all the things. So that was number one that I did was I picked a coach. I stayed with her. And did we have our differences? Yes. Did we have months that didn't work? Yes. But she was like my ride or die from day one. The other thing that I did was I also invested in rooms because I believe in relationship capital. Mm -hmm. So I invested in masterminds, right? Because there's two very different things. I invested in like masterminds. I invested in low ticket offers that uh, people were in with groups, right? So people sometimes think that rooms have to be very expensive. They don't have to be. Did I join masterminds that were $5,000, $10,000, $30,000? Yes. But I'm also in communities that are $25 a month. I'm in communities that are $37 a month. I mean, I have a community that's $37 a month and there's 81 people in it. Like you don't always have to be in huge expensive rooms in order to have relationship capital. And relationship capital was the thing that then got me the visibility. So now over here, me and Raquel are working on my business. We're creating the offers. And then the relationship capital in the other rooms were like how I was getting on podcasts, how I was speaking in programs. I was doing Instagram lives with people, how I was using the network in the two together is what really exploded like my business. I think those are two of the biggest things. Um, and then the other thing is I held the belief in myself, even when things weren't working. So, so often new entrepreneurs, new coaches are like, I put this thing out and I launched it and it didn't work. So now I'm going to switch to this. Or I put this offer out and it didn't work. I need to change the price really quick. I held the belief the whole time. So I think that was some like inner work that I had to do that I had to really get with. Um, so I think those are three of like the biggest things that got me to where I'm at today. Well, um, we can just close up the podcast right now. <laughs> Be done. Um, but no, there's so much more. Um to that this conversation, guys. So stick with us because I know this is gonna be so great. Um, as it already has. But this last one really hit me a little bit is sticking with it yeah. because that is something that um, we, it, it's a habit, right? Yeah. This is, this isn't like Jillian is perfect and, and everyone, like she, she had this, she was born with this skill to stick with it. No. And that is one of the things that I think in anything health number health and business is sticking freaking with it. Yeah. So I, I want to dive into health, but before I do, how did you strengthen that muscle to yeah. stick with it? Yeah. I, I actually have a post coming out. Um, so my, my daughter actually is the person who makes my graphics. Um, and she actually just made me one on this and it's about like, are you committed to your business as much as you're committed to like your relationship or parenting or your health? Right. Because if I wanted to quit my relationship, every time we got into a fight, we would break up every other day, right? If I wanted to not be a parent, every time McKenna left her towels on the floor, like I would have put her up for adoption when, you know, three months in, into her being a teenager, right? It's like, how committed are you to being a business owner as you are to other things in your life? And this is definitely a muscle. And it's really about holding the belief even when it's slow. And I just did a masterclass on this, you guys, it was free. So if you guys want it, slide into my DMs. And it's really about being detached from the outcome. Because what I see so often as entrepreneurs is we ride the highs and we love our business, right? When things are going great and people are liking our stuff and the sales are coming in and one-on-one -on -one clients are coming in and we are on top of the world. And we feel like, you know, we're living in abundance and we can do all the things. And then we have a slow month and we're like, what is wrong with me? 
Nobody's buying. My worth is attached to this. And if you are riding this roller coaster of attaching yourself to the results of your clients or people coming in or validation from people buying your offers, or if 10 people sign up, then you're on top of the world. But if two people sign up, then you're not. You are going to be in this like emotional roller coaster and your income is going to match it entirely. So it's really about detaching yourself from like outside validations and finding your validation inside that'll work. And the reason why I can talk about this is because like I went through it. I was attaching my worth to these things. It was like, oh, when I'm having, you know, a $30,000 month or a $3,000 month, I felt different about myself. Or if a hundred people signed up for my masterclass versus 10, I felt different about myself. And I had to, I had to go through a lot of work to get to how I can now talk about this. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens is we start to get into what I like to call a different type of energy where we just expect it to happen. So maybe you've had a really good launch and maybe you made $10,000. So now you're in this energy of like, well, every time I launch, it should be $10,000. So now you don't appreciate the $2,000 launches or you don't appreciate the $2,000 sales. So it's really about holding the space at all levels of your business. So yeah, that's like a huge part of this. And it definitely is a muscle that you have to learn to really work and holding the space at all different parts in your business. You guys, there's months that I sell a lot and there's months that it's crickets. And really going back to the belief of like that day that I lost my job in corporate and I was so fired up and I was so excited and I went to my Facebook group and I named it and I went to my Instagram bio and I'm like, I'm gonna do this, I'm so excited. And having that belief every day and holding that belief that like, it's still there even when it's quiet. I love that. And, and I think there, there's a few big takeaways. The first one I, I just want to say, and, and I opened it up with this, is that this is a muscle, right? Yeah. Everyone has the ability to strengthen this muscle. Is it easy? Hell no, right? It is freaking hard, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Strengthening this muscle of all your muscles is worth it. And one of the things that I love to talk about, and, and maybe this is where we could kind of tee over into health, is because... Like, I loved your analogy, like your relationship. Every time it got hard, like I would break up, right? Like Chris and I have been, we're going on 18 years. Like we've married 18 years longer after that. But like, if the fights, like if we broke up, like, oh my gosh, like, are you kidding me? We wouldn't have made it this long, but we were committed and the intention behind it. We knew we were in this for the long haul, right? So having that intention when things get hard yeah. You got to step back and look at the bigger, grander picture. Yeah. So I loved your analogies there. And the fact that, I, I mean, I'm guilty of this too, is tying my results to my worthiness. Absolutely. It's hard. It's hard. It is hard, especially with like a lot of like um, family, like how you were raised, right? Yeah. You know, and being a an athlete and a horseback mm-hmm. rider competitor, like it, it was tied to that. And I had to remove myself. I'm still working on that. Like that is not something that I'm like, oh yeah, let me just go flip off the switch. Like that is a muscle I'm continuing to strengthen right now. And where I really lean, and this is where I'd love to kind of talk about is, is the health. A lot of these things we're good at in other areas, like relationships. We are good. We are committed here. And we have that skill. We just need to bridge it over to that same mindset of business, right? And or other way, either way, you have Mm -hmm. these skills. So 
let's like dive in a little bit to your health because, you know, here on the business of being healthy, um, we can take that title a lot of different ways. That's why I did that on purpose. Yeah. But with your health, I know that there has been some challenges Mm -hmm. and one post that you had a little bit ago that you had shared, um, having cancer as a child Mm -hmm. and your mom saying that she never complained. Mm -hmm. Right. And then now as an adult, when you're going through some health challenges, you're not complaining about it. That is a strength muscle that you pulled from your childhood. Yeah. So um, if you share a little bit, just kind of like your health journey, and then we can help tie this all together. Yeah, of course. So I did have cancer as a child. I actually had cancer twice as a child. And, you know, they always say it's like, you know, what happened in our childhood definitely kind of molds us for our adult life. So, you know, that was obviously in my childhood. And then over the last two and a half years, I have just had an array of very odd health things happen. Um, And they actually haven't really pinpointed pinpointed it yet. We're actually still kind of going through it. Uh, But one of the biggest things is I do suffer with chronic headaches daily. So I have a headache usually 30 days out of the month. Uh, If there's 30 days in a month, I have a headache 30 days out of the month. If there's 28 days in a month, I have a headache 28 days in a month. So I'm living with a headache most days out of every month. Um, I also, you know, I have a lot of like numbness. I have a lot of tingling. I have a lot of stomach pain. I just have a lot of like everyday chronic health things. Um, And what's interesting is that every day it's almost something different. So we're we're really kind of navigating it. Um, And with a lot of these health things, I'm being sent all over the place. I'm being sent to all these different specialists. I'm being in, I'm in and out of the hospital. I mean, during the month of February, I was in and out of the hospital twice. I had a lumbar puncture. Um, I went back in for another lumbar puncture. Um, like it's just, it's all, it's, it's constant, right? It's like, it's like this revolving door. Um, and so because of this, there's always this heightened, like anxiety with my health. There's always this feeling of not feeling good. But I actually just did another masterclass of this. You guys can tell I love masterclasses. But I did another masterclass of this, and it was called Behind the Brand. And why I wanted to share this was because I don't really, I don't want to say like allow my audience to be affected by it, but I show up consistently every day and serve my audience. I show up every day and serve my community, right? I have a a, a roster that's gigantic of one-on-one clients. I serve one-on-one coaching clients, 21 one-on-one coaching clients. Wow. I run a mastermind. I, I run a membership. Um, and I don't allow my clients to feel it. And the reason why I don't is because it's not their pain to take on. And I, I show up and I just, I serve my audience. Now, are there days that I'm quieter on Voxer? Yes. Are there days I'm not as active on Instagram? Yes. But it doesn't do my audience any good for me to complain. It doesn't do my audience any good for me to get on my stories and be like, I'm at the doctor's again, or here I am back at the hospital, or they're running more tests, right? Like it doesn't do them any good. And also like, it's not fair for me to like throw that on them. So part of my masterclass that I did actually was showing my audience the duality of my life. And really showing them what they see on Instagram of like, this is the cash months. These, this is the launches. This is what I'm doing. And this is actually what's going on behind the scenes. And it wasn't for a way for them to be like, whoa, look at me. But it was really from a place of an invitation for you to be like, you guys can hold so much more space than you think you're, that you think is possible. Mm. You know, you guys are saying like, oh my God, I can't run a business because my child has a cold this week or the daycare's closed or I have a stuffy nose, right? And it's like, you guys are allowing these things to get in the way. 
Like if you see what I'm doing behind the scenes while still running a half a million dollar business, you are allowing these excuses to get in the way. And it opened up my audience's eyes to be like, wow, we really are, for lack of a better word, allowing these things to get, to get in our way. So yeah, that's a little bit of why I wanted to, to teach it and why I wanted to kind of show it. Yeah, I I love that you were willing to do that too. And I yeah. think that there's so much good there because life gets in the way for sure if we let it right? So like we all have different things going on and like you're no more special than me versus our listeners right now. We've all got stuff going on, right? And it's, it's that choice or that muscle on whether we let it kind of affect what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's that commitment muscle. Are you committed when it's good or are you committed all the time? Exactly. Exactly. And so I love that you shared that in, in such an open forum. And I congratulate you for that because a lot of times, you know, what we see on social media, what we see on Instagram is like this perfect, perfectness, yeah. right? Yeah. And then we start the comparison game of like, well, she's like, everything's put together. Everything looks great. Everything is perfect. And it's yeah. like, no, we're all like, we're all, I don't want to say struggling because that's not the word. We're right. all navigating this thing called life. Yeah, And it's just some of us, strengthen that muscle of commitment. And some of us fall way to the excuses or life that is presented to us. Yeah. Um, And and I love that you said that about the comparison. And that was actually a big reason why I wanted to share the masterclass was because even my own clients, right? Even people in my own audience, unfortunately put me on a pedestal and I don't ask to be, they put me on a pedestal. Oh, it's so nice for her. She has these big cash months or, you know, she has these big launches or she has 21 coaching clients or whatever. But it's like, you don't also see why maybe I need to make that money or maybe what my medical bills are or what I'm navigating in the background or that my my neurologist is a cash doctor, right? It's like, so I wanted to really bring a lot of these things to the forefront. I actually had a one-on-one coaching client that was like, I had no idea that your doctor was actually a cash doctor. So like, you you actually do need to make a good amount of money for like, the amount of medical bills that you are trying to support. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes we just see things and we're comparing them and we're like, we're looking at things like from the social media aspect. And when I was able to really pull back the curtains, my audience and even my own community was like, wow, we actually had no idea that this was actually all going on. Because again, you come to my feed and it looks good and it looks curated and, you know, there's all the wins and all the balloons and all the things, but it's like, there really is a whole nother side of things behind the brand. And that's really why I wanted to do it. And I've actually decided to make this a signature masterclass that every year I want to take my audience behind the brand and really show them what's kind of going on. And maybe it's health stuff, or maybe it's navigating the business life. Maybe it's like, Hey, I'm going to open up my books and show you guys like, yeah, maybe it was a $500,000 year, but profitability, this is what it was, right? It's like, I really want people to see behind these big brands because I think that that's important conversations to have. I, I really do. And I think that even that comparison of game and with, when it comes to health, cause you are a fitness competitor too, right? Yep. So like you yep. can like see people like on the stage or see people in these outfits and you're like, so easy, so easy. Right. And like, we're like, oh, but I, we start the excuses like, oh, but like, I've got these thighs. Oh, but my metabolism, I've got these genes. Like I've got all this, Yeah, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, and I do think that like age and gray hair, like helps with this is, 
And, and I would say like since 2020, for me, this has been my 40 year old year. It, it's been, I mean, I'm popping 44, so I get it. Oh, I just, just hit 43. So here oh, we're, nice. we're right, right together. Um, is when I find that comparison game happening for me, and maybe you can kind of help share how you navigated this too, is I'm always like, I don't know what's going on in their life. I have no, no, idea, no idea what they're struggling. Cause I know they're struggling with something. They've got For something sure. they're working through and I don't know. So like, I'm not going to compare myself because like I have this, that's something that I've definitely been strengthening since 2020, yep. 2020, because I'm like, I don't, I'm, it's not perfect. I know yep. it's not perfect. I remember the day Jillian. Um, I remember the day when I was fitness competing, I followed all these fitness competitors and I was looking at all their bodies and I was doing the comparison game in my head. And then as I was like a year into it, I started noticing poses and I started noticing certain things like on the pictures. And I'm like, I, I know what they're doing. Right. So you could see it, it. but I had to go through kind of that experience of life to be able to see through what was visibly showing. Absolutely. And so now like being able to ask my, like really tell myself that, that point of like, I have no idea what's going on in their life. I'm not going to compare. I'm going to focus where I am. How, how did you kind of navigate that, that comparison, comparison game? I would say both in your health, right? Cause you were a fitness competitor too, as well as in, in your business now. Yeah. I will say in my, in my fitness world, it wasn't as bad as it was in the entrepreneurial space. So I feel like as a competitor, I wasn't as, I I don't know if I was just more naive to it. I just, I didn't really compare myself as much in the fitness world. But I will say when I came to the entrepreneurial space, it was like comparisonitis times. uh, It was like, it was like, it was like comparison on steroids. I was like, I was comparing myself to every coach, every income goal, every launch, everything they wore, their lifestyle, all the things. And I will say the best thing I ever did for myself. And I tell this to all of my clients is I don't follow anyone else in my industry. Mm-hmm. No one. I don't know mm-hmm. what other coaches are doing. I don't know what other coaches are launching. Um, Even my mentor that I worked with for 18 months, I did not follow her on Instagram. And people were like, you didn't even follow your own coach. And I was like, no, I didn't follow my own coach. She's a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. So why would I follow her as a brand new entrepreneur and a brand new coach coming out. So here, her and I are, let's just use this as an example. I'm doing my very first launch, right? And I'm putting things together and I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm getting my first 10 people in. Why would I follow her when she's having a half a million dollar launch mm-hmm. and feel bad for myself or compare myself or she has an entire tech team in her house making her reels. And here I am holding up my phone and they're grainy and I'm frustrated or I don't understand it. Like we're in two totally different worlds. I mean, I even tell my clients like, don't follow me if you're just starting out because I'm sharing all kinds of wins and I'm sharing successes and I have things coming in and you will get frustrated because like we're at, we're at two totally different paths. And I always say that like, There's two things with comparison. If you're following somebody and they're making you feel bad about yourself or they're making you feel like you're not enough, you need to unfollow them and mute them. Or if you're following somebody and they activate you and they make you feel empowered and you're excited by them, pull up a chair and learn from them, hire them, get in their world. There's two very different things. I feel like when you follow somebody that they can kind of do for you, right? So 
I'm in a mastermind right now, Chris, Chris Harder's mastermind. And day one, there's this girl on my Zoom, Rebecca Cafario. Okay, I'll shout her name out. And day one, I was like, oh my God, I want to like get to know her. I want to be her best friend. I'm like so empowered and inspired and activated by her. A very different sense of comparison. It's like, you're showing me what's possible in the same mastermind that I'm in. Like, I want to pull up a chair. I want to like be your bestie. I want to like literally pick your brain for the next 12 months that is possible in this mastermind versus following somebody that every single time I follow them, I'm like, I feel like I'm not good enough. I feel like I watch her stories and I feel worthless or I feel like I'm not good enough or I feel like I'm not there. Those people you don't want to be following, but if there's people that activate you and, and you feel excited and empowered by pull up a chair or learn from them, slide into their DMs, get them on your podcast. Like there's a totally different feeling about those types of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that is so powerful and not done enough, right? Like yeah. hitting that unfollow button. Oh, I, um, yeah. I've, I've actually just recently this year been doing it more. Um, 100%. and when I was doing the the fitness and even like since like I had to go through and unfollow everybody because For it sure. was just causing like body dysmorphia. There was a lot yep. of like things happening that I was like, this isn't healthy. Right. No. And so unfollowing them, it's, it's like the proximity, right. Yeah. Surrounding yourself with the people that lift you up. Right. Yeah. If they are not, even if that is family, right. Or your closest friends, it is that. something that you have to do. And it's not like you have to be like, Hey, you're an a-hole. I can't be around you yeah. anymore. You just got, you just need get to, you actually get to put up those parameters. You get to put up those boundaries of what that relationship looks like. And yeah. so maybe, um, what I'd love for you to share, because I, I know you've had such great experience, like reaching out to different people, um, with building your business, right. Mm -hmm. And getting in those rooms. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned like, even following like your first mentor, you're like, I can't follow her because she's here and I'm here. How, like, how would you go about picking your, your mentor? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm very particular on who I work with. Um, and I, I spend time on who it is that I choose. So I think there's a, there's a couple of things that you really should look for when you're choosing your next mentor. One, I'm really big on ethical marketing and unethical marketing. So if you're new to following me, you know, this is something that I talk about a lot is there's a lot of unethical marketing being done in this, in this space, in the coaching space, right? So, you know, there's a lot of coaches I truly feel that are getting looked over who are really good at what they do. And they're really good at their craft because there's people who are really good at marketing, like bro mm-hmm. marketing is what I call it. So if you are being pulled to somebody or you're being like, almost like you're seeing their stuff all the time, or you're being almost like lured in, look at their stuff with, with a lens, right? Like what makes them really good at this? What is their experience? What are their client wins? What are their testimonials? Because what I see so often is that the best marketer is always going to win. It's not always the best coach. So the first thing, it's like, really look at what you need, not just like who, who you're, who's marketing to you. So I think that is the second thing. The next thing is like, do you genuinely like this person? Like, would you want to spend time with them? Would you want to go on vacation with them? Would you want to have brunch with them? Because at the end of the day, who they are as a human 
is going to tell you a lot about how they run their business, right? Because anybody can teach you sales. Anybody can teach you marketing. Anybody can teach you mindset. Anybody can teach you nutrition, but like who they are as a core person is going to be huge. Number three, it's like, what is their strategy? How are they going to take you from A to B to C? Doesn't matter if it's mindset, sales, marketing, fitness, whatever. It's like, what is their framework? How are they going to take you to those actual things? And then I think number four is like asking for client testimonials, asking for client reviews and really looking at what are the results in which, which they have gotten for other people, I think is going to be, is going to be huge. And then for me personally, I want to know what else besides just them am I going to get? So like, is there community? Um, is there relationship capital that's going to come part of it, right? So a lot of these larger coaches, they don't really believe in community. It's more of like a cult, right? They are the, the person at the top, they're at the pedestal, and they don't really believe in community. I want to work with a coach that has community because when there's community, I'm going to get relationship capital part of it. So, you know, I've only had two mentors in this space. I've had Chris Harder and Raquel Quinette, and they both come with, you know, community. They come with all these things. So that's how I personally um, choose my mentors. I love that. I, I I really, and and the thing is, is that like, it doesn't have to be someone that's like way leaps and bounds ahead of you. It can no. be someone that is ahead of you. Um, I even love the fact, and, and I believe you, you said this is when picking a mentor, like they could be really like sales, like you are great at sales yeah. and you are great at building community. Right. And mm -hmm. so if I need to learn sales, I'm going to come to Jillian. That's the one thing. Yeah. Right. Like that is my one skill that I am a weekend that I want to learn about. So that mentor doesn't need to have everything no. that you need and no. actually probably shouldn't. shouldn't. You should find that one yes. mentor that is specific and the, the thought leader is really good person at that. and yeah. go learn from them. And then, so I think, you know, cause we talked about earlier, kind of that like coach jumping and going all yeah. over. I think there's two sides to that. Cause like we can learn from one person, but we have to implement. We yes. can't like keep jumping, jumping, jumping yes. and not implementing. Right. Yes. Because what a waste of time and money and heartache and effort. Yeah. And I will say, so I'll go back to that. So even though I had Raquel for 18 months, I would buy a course and learn a skill, mm. but she was my integrator and she was my person that kind of like facilitated it. So even though Raquel was like my, my, my coach to learn, I would say like, okay, I really need to learn um, micro offers. She'd be like, okay, let's go learn micro offers here. So go find the micro offer person. Or, hey, I really want to learn opt-ins or lead magnets. Okay, go learn lead magnets. So she wasn't the person that taught me all the things, but she was almost like that quarterback that like led me to where I needed to go, right? Okay, let's go buy Amy Porterfield's course on this specific thing and go buy the course and do it versus like having all the different coaches that were like teaching things. Cause this is the other thing I see. If you're working with multiple people mm. and they have different coaching styles or different ways of doing it, I'm just going to use me for an example. Okay. If I'm your business coach and I teach very masculine energy and I teach very much strategy and you and I are building a business based on strategy, framework, masculine energy, and how to get things done. And Shelly and I are working on that for the next year together. And then Shelly's like, okay, I also want to build a business really based on like energetics and femininity and manifestation and all these things. So then she hires, I'm just going to pick a person's name, Rhonda, Rhonda Arnett, who's one of my clients. And she teaches feminine energy. 
So then she hires Rhonda over here as her other coach. So now she's sitting here and she's got two coaches that teach totally different. So then what happens is you're learning two different ways of doing things. One is not right and one is not wrong. But Shelly's in the middle that's like, okay, I got one person teaching me to go build a framework, do a sales plan, create leads, go do engagement. And then I have another person who's teaching me like just journal and manifest and be in flow and take a bath, right? And neither one of them is wrong, but it's two very different things. And then you mm -hmm. wonder why the business isn't building. It's because you're learning from different people that have two very different ways of doing things. That's where I see people getting stuck is because they're learning different models in the, in the, in the two quarterbacks don't talk to each other. Mm -hmm. it's, that's where, that's where I see it get hurt. I mean, you wouldn't have two quarterbacks for one team on the field at the same time. No. Could you imagine the players? Like it would be a yeah. disaster. So I really love that analogy. And the thing that you've said a couple of times is framework, right? AKA systems, because that's one thing I know in a, in a mentor that I've hired previously, I was hoping for that. And that's not what I got. Yeah. Right. And so I was struggling with the systems and the framework and the, the quarterbackness. Yeah. And so that was a mismatch on my part based upon my expectation. So yes. what did I learn? Do more due do diligence, right? Yes, better so, questions. Yeah. Yeah. Ask more questions and, and make sure that I'm getting that, that end of the deal. And that's another part, right? I think when it comes to business and or your health is that you can't just like, look at you and be like, Jillian, do do everything. Like yeah. I'm just here. Build my just, business, please. Yeah. You know, can you go exercise for me too and make all my meals and do <laughs> no, like I have to, it is a two-way street. Two street. And I think that a lot of times when it comes to mentorship, when it comes to coaching is that there, there can be mis, misguided expectations. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think for, for you, I'd love to share for you to share because you 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 just shared like how you found them like internally what's like your checklist to be like right off the bat like no yeah. no I'm not doing it yeah so i think for me one is one of the biggest red flags for me with anyone is if they're only talking about their success that's the biggest red flag for me it's like if i'm watching their stories or i'm watching their feed and it's like they're a millionaire or they're a multimillionaire or they're making all this money but it's like they're the only one making the money that's like the biggest red flag for me i actually just talked about this in my facebook group um it's like i don't care if you're a millionaire i want to know how your clients are making money that's like the biggest red flag for me um the other thing is if they don't if they can't explain to me how their clients get results and if they don't have a plan of how we're going to get to the results, right? So like, I don't want to just get on a Zoom call with you and be like, hey, what are we talking about today? Like, how do you get me from A to B to Z, right? Like, what is the actual plan of getting there? Those are, again, going to be some of like the biggest, um, the biggest red flags for me when it comes, when it comes to coaching. And if they've changed what they've done a million times. So I see this a lot in what I call like the circus coaches where every month there's something else. They're a mindset coach and now they're teaching branding and now they're teaching launching and now they're teaching sales and now they're teaching mindset and now they're teaching money manifestation. It's like, what, what are you actually the expert in? Because mm -hmm. again, I want to know that you're going to get me results in this specific thing, right? Like I've been in the online space for 26 months and I've never shifted. Like 
sales, messaging, marketing, content. Like that's what you come before, right? Because again, all those things lead to sales. So it's like, I see a lot of these coaches and it's like every month they're kind of something different. And that again is a little bit of a, a red flag. It's a little bit of a red flag to me too. Yeah. And did you take that same approach when you hired like health coaches, right? Um, Or, you know, I think you had mentioned that um, maybe in a post or something that you like hired a nutrition, a work, like a exercise, you kind of take that same approach there as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like even at, so I don't know, like Adam from see you later leaner, he's Mm -hmm. still been my, he's been my nutrition coach from when I was a competitor and he's still my nutrition coach. And the reason is, is because he's a genius at what he does. He has a crazy amount of testimonials. He knows his stuff. He has a way to get me from A to B to C, right? Even right now, I put on a little bit of weight. Like he has a plan to get me there, right? Like he can answer my questions. He hasn't shifted over the years. He's been very clear. This is what I do. This is what I help with. And again, Adam's been my, Adam's been my coach for weight, body composition, um, being a competitor. I mean, I've been with Adam for five, some five plus years. Yeah. He's been like my ride or die from those things. Just like I don't shift every single time. Like I didn't like, like this weekend I had a meltdown, right? Cause I, I put on a little bit of weight. I wasn't like, okay, I got to shift and now I got to go like do something else. I'm, I'm committed even when it doesn't feel like it's working. Mm-hmm. I just adjust the plan. I love that. And, and for everyone listening in, I think that's like one of the biggest takeaways is is that, is that level of commitment and that intention, right? Good, better, like when yeah. you're navigating those times, like you can't fall, fall to the, the negativity or the challenge. You got to stay focused on that big picture. You're probably doing it elsewhere in your life. You have that muscle. You just need to leverage it in different areas, whether it's business or health or relationship or family or what have you. And I think, you know, with everything that Jillian shared today, it's all of those examples. So whether you are an entrepreneur right now, whether you're still working for for someone else and you want to even level up in your career, right, within your corporate, just because we left corporate doesn't mean corporate is bad. We just found a different way and there are still opportunities out there, but it always points back to you, points back to your commitment, to your growth and to your bigger vision. So I love that you were able to really outline and give so many examples today for us. Now, as we kind of close out here, like, cause this conversation, I could feel like go on for a few hours and I want to respect (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, I'd really like to kind of talk about community because that's one thing and bringing it back to the beginning is that you were like, I just started a Facebook group. Yeah. I just, just started a Facebook group and community is something that can be scary, especially yeah. kind of coming. I, I'm actually surprised that's where you started to, to be quite frank, because coming from kind of the corporate world, especially in sales, if I win, you lose. If you yeah. win, I lose. Right. Yeah. So coming out with that mentality and doing that from a corporate setting is, is yeah. pretty impressive. And I'd love for you to share, cause like, Community could be, it's, we're, we're talking about business here, but it could be a community to, with the goal of, you know, walking or eating healthy or getting your health goal by summer, right? Community doesn't only mean business. So I'd love for you to just share a little bit on how, like one community has impacted you mm-hmm. and two, how you have built community. 
Yeah. So community, I truly believe is the foundation of everything that I've built. I have several podcast episodes actually breaking down how I've built community. Um, because once you have community, you have literally your people, you have a place to go to, to be in community. You have a place for market research. You have a place to ask your audience what they want next. You have a place that everyone does win. And I will say that there is a lot of abundance mindset that has to come around with this because I have a lot of clients that I work with that do not want to build community because they're like, well, if I build community, then what if there's other coaches in there? Or what if, you know, I create this and, you know, I would invite everybody if you're an entrepreneur to come over to my Facebook group because you will see everybody can post their offers in there. Everybody can post their master classes. Everybody can drop their podcast. And that is something that, you know, it is definitely that abundance mindset of like, there's plenty of enough to go around, right? I can't serve 1500 people, nor would I want to. Also, not all 1500 people are aligned to me, um, nor do I want to serve 1500 people. So it really is about building that. And I will say my community is really built on my, my people, right? So everyone's going to build their community based on who they are at the core, right? So we're, we all have the same culture inside of there. We're all kind of going towards the same, um, the same type of thing. I also did another masterclass on that, how to build an engaged community. But I think community is so key because it's really what a brand rallies around, right? Mm. It's really a, about all those things. And everything that I do in my business is really built around community. I do a networking call every single Wednesday. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, please come check it out. It's free. We'd love to have you. Because when you have community, it is so much better. You build an organic lead system. You build people that want to stay. You build people that want to share out your podcast. Like there's just so many layers of community. But I build community the same way I would build a party. Hey, I have this thing. I'd love to invite you to it. It's awesome. I'd love to, I'd love to have you to it. So I don't run ads to my community. I don't invite the masses to it. I'm just like, hey. It's a really cool thing. If you want to be part of it, we'd love to invite you in. Okay. So what I love, I mean, there was so much good there, but like the simplicity of it, it's like a party. I think so sometimes simple. like when we reframe something that maybe we're scared about doing, right? Building a community or sharing like knowledge, right? That's scarcity mindset. We need to say abundant. Like there's so much knowledge to share. There's so much wisdom that we can share and we just want to have a party. So the party. more people that you invite to the party, the more fun it's going to be. Right? Yeah, and, and also like, don't be a weirdo and stand at the door and be like, are you guys having fun? Um, what do you guys think of this? <laughs> right? Like, I also don't treat my community like a weird party. I'm just like, hey, come in, have fun. If you don't like it, like you can leave. But like, I'm also not going to be here and like babysit you guys, right? Like everything I do in my business, I want to make it as simple for you guys to come in. I want to make it simple for you guys to leave. I want to make it simple for you guys to tell your friends and I want to make it simple for you guys to learn it and repeat it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Simple. Simplicity. Simplicity and everything. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Jillian, I just really appreciate your time today. Oh my God. What? I appreciate you. This has been so much fun. This has been such a good conversation. I literally have like five more things I wanted to talk about, but we're not going to do that. Maybe we'll save it for another episode. Let's do 2.0. Okay, cool. Okay. Let's do it. But um, how can we find you? What is the best way for people to get in touch with you? I mean, definitely go back and listen and I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes that Jillian shares here. Yeah. So honestly, come over and say hello to me on Instagram. It's at the Jillian Murphy. Come over, binge my content. Um, and then we have a freebie 
I will leave it for Shelly. And it's actually how to sell on your Instagram stories. It's a, it's a freebie. It's 90 minutes. And I literally just break down how to sell on your Instagram stories. We just put it together for you guys. So yeah, we'll drop it in the show notes and uh, yeah, come over, say hello. I also have a podcast. Uh, it's called sales and social. They're short episodes, 20, 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, all the things we'll put it in the show notes for you guys. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you again for your time and everybody tuning in right now. If you love this episode, make sure that you absolutely snap a little picture, share it on your social media, tag in Jillian and I, and we will be sure to give the love back to you. And um, I know that I pulled so much gold from this, so I know that you will too. All right. Thanks. And we will see you all next time. Thank you so much.